Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448-908, that's Acquisition LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Well, Jerry, fourth time's a charm. <laughs> we shall see. Man. You name a problem, we've had it tonight. <laughs> You know what it is? What's that? I'm trying to help you and, and keep it a, a very warm climate in in, in here for you because you're so much older and you, you, you're you at that stage of life where you want it to be 80 degrees oh, all the time. I see. And our equipment isn't up to the task. It, it It's it's like, hey, Steve. Can't handle the heat. Yeah, we don't like the heat. I, I don't think that's it. I mean, it's if it can handle my heat <laughs> for my hotness. I'm sure it can handle the heat from your heating system. So oh, gotcha. just saying. Oh, I don't have the heat on. I just don't have the air on. That's the difference. But we literally have had pretty much every problem you can possibly think of tonight. Listen, Sorry for being late, guys. It is one of those things that if in another hundred shows or so we decide to hang it up, we can now market ourselves as production people for other podcasters. <laughs> we can at least tell them what not to do, right? That's part if of that's part else. of the job, isn't it? Absolutely. Woo! All right. So we are drinking tonight some sweet red. It's cupcake red velvet. I'm not a fan. I think Jerry likes it. It's all right. It's not as sweet as we normally like. I think it's a semi-sweet. So it's it's almost there. It's cold, it's red, and it's semi-sweet. Yeah. I think Double wants us to hire a producer. <laughs> She's probably not wrong. Yeah, that that would help. It wouldn't get rid of every, all the problems. No. Tonight, for the back-to-back weeks, we start to go live, and the router decides to take a crap on us. I don't, and, and then I, you rebooted the router, and it did it like three more times. Yeah. We, we It would connect for a few seconds, and it would not connect. We finally think we got that worked out. Yeah. So, yeah, knock so. on wood. So that's behind us today, Jerry. I just want you to know that today is um, National Garlic Day. 
Awesome. Which makes me very happy because I like garlic. It's like my fave. So just want to throw that out there. I'm right there with you. Do you like roasted garlic? I like any kind of garlic you want to give me. Will you eat roasted garlic by itself? Just roasted garlic. I'm kind of like it with stuff. Like I like it, and yeah, I like then, to take it with a knife and smear it on a steak or on a, lo- a piece of bread, toast, yeah, whatever. Garlic toast. Yeah, it's good that way. Trust me, roasted garlic. When you get it roasted well, it's so mellow you can just squeeze that out of the husk and eat it straight. I love garlic. So, do you? Where's that coming from? Was that me or you? Your pecking seemed to make it better than worse, so I have no clue. I don't think that's me. <laughs> what? That's so weird. I'm so sorry. If you if you if you all heard that static on there, it's my electromagnetic personality, I suppose. I think it was it's my gone. phone. I think it was my phone. Put it close to the speaker. That's it. So anyway, do you know any Dutch people, Jerry? I do not. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. You don't get to celebrate. I do not. Why? Uh, Dutch get to celebrate Garlic Day? No, it's National Dutch American Friendship Day. Uh Yeah. So it's also, and this is probably, there's two more that I'll I'll cover. Not that you care, but I, I just wanted to do it. It is National Humorous Day, which we know with your selection of dad jokes, you <laughs> don't know that much about that. Yeah. And my favorite one, it's National Refresher Goals Day. And they set that day today because this is about the time that all those New Year's resolutions are starting to wane and, and starting fall nothing off. by now, they're totally gone. So this is an opportunity for everybody to to continue and to refresh your goals. What's a refreshed goal that you would like to do this year? A refreshed goal? Uh, well, I can't use the standby that I had for 25 years. 25 years, my New Year's goal was always to quit smoking and finally was able to do that, I don't know, three or four years ago. So, uh, I don't know, probably lose weight. Always say I'm going to start exercising, get in shape and Drop a few pounds, and yeah, that hasn't happened in the past 35 years. So let me ask you a question, and I'm being 100% honest here. Sure. You want to, I mean, I also need to do that. Mainly, I need, you can't, it's a proven fact. You can't outwork your diet, first of all. But here's the thing. You and I both love to eat. So scratch that off, and let's just um. I've been thinking about starting walking, you know, going to the park. They have a, we have two parks here that have, in Lawrenceburg that have amazing walking tracks. We should do that. We should. We should set a time and do it and, and set some goals with it and just make that happen. Just because, you know. Just because. Pretty good reason. Yeah. How was your week? Man, was my week. Horrible. horrible. Yeah. What's wrong with your week? I didn't tell you. Uh-uh. My wife's been missing for almost a week. Really? Yeah. Please tell me to prepare for the worst. So I did. I went down to Goodwill and got all of her stuff back. 
<laughs> and you were just making fun of my sense of humor. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But see, here's the problem with that. You, my friend, are have been telling me all week that you're a compulsive liar. I am? I don't yeah. recall that. Yeah, well, I just don't believe you. Uh, right. <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Wow. Whew. Good start to the show. Technical issues. 50-50 on the dad jokes. Huh? Some not so good wine. Um, the first time we, we got the show live, my poodle decided to have an absolute meltdown. Like right there, the commercials and all that. Speaking of commercials, I am pleased as punch tonight to let everybody know that our partnership with USA Mortgage is going to continue for another quarter. Uh, Thanks to Mr. Edlock. Edlock. Uh, you know, I got two contracts right now with Ed. We're working on four different customers. Uh, when I tell you guys that I I would trust him with my kids and, and trust him to do any kind of loan process that I need, uh, I mean that. I put my money where my mouth is. He's my go-to guy when it when it comes to a, a customer that needs a good loan. Um, and I feel like uh, if you're in Florida or you're in Kentucky, Ed's going to do you a fantastic job. If you're in any other state in the union, reach out to your local USA Mortgage um, agent. They will be happy to take care of you. Just tell them you heard it here at Newsworthy. That'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, so we're really, we're, I'm just stoked by that. So new commercials coming from Ed, probably somewhere around the 1st of May. Glad to hear that. So Absolutely. So, so how was your week? You discussed mine. Oh, my week is really good. Uh, very busy. Um, at my little part-time gig, they keep people, I, and I want to do a show about this in the near future. So, what I do part-time, they have oodles of full-time positions available. They pay decent for this hour, you know, this area and for what the job entails. Um, but they can't keep help. And, you know, you and I both have been leaders and managers in our careers, uh, our whole careers for the most part. And I am searching for the reason why. Um, I don't know. Do we were that, leaders? No, no. I'm searching for the reason why they can't keep help. Um, you know, 90% of the time when that's the case, it falls directly on management. People don't quit bad jobs. They quit bad people. Um, but yeah. in my experience, and, and I'm just speaking from one little solid person, um, I don't, I haven't seen a, you know, I haven't seen a, a bad person issue with anybody that I've dealt with at home office ever. So. There's something that I've seen a lot more of in the last few years. I had an employee several years ago. Her first name was Marsha. I'll tell you that. Uh, she was a very good employee, showed a absolute ton of potential and would just never see it through. Showed flashes of brilliance. And I sat her down one day, was having a talk, and I, I was just totally honest with her you have the capability, the potential of doing so much, but you're not. Something's holding you back. I don't know what it is. And she told me, she said, I don't think this job pays enough. And I said, well, there, there's a couple of ways you can fix that. You can leave and go somewhere else that pays better, 
or if you want to stay here, we have a lot of jobs that we have considered you for to promote you to. Here's the problem. Until you consistently show that you are willing to do what is needed, what is required, you're never going to get promoted. She said, well, I'm never going to do that consistently until I get the pay I deserve. Well, it's a catch-22. <laughs> yeah, right. And I said, let, let me tell you something. Until you are willing to do what it takes, you, you will always be in exactly the same situation that you're in now. You're always going to be saying, I would do more if they paid me more. Well, it's not going to ever happen until you decide to show them what you can do, be consistent about it. And again, if you don't think the potential is there, if you're not happy with the job, it's probably time for you to move on to something else. Right. So th there's many different reasons it can happen. But I do believe this. I do believe that every time an employee leaves, that management screwed up. At some point. So made a mistake somewhere along the line. Yeah. They, they either didn't provide the proper training, the proper follow through, or maybe they just hired the wrong person. Yeah. But uh for every employee that doesn't work out, you made a mistake somewhere. Well, I, I wouldn't even say it's a mistake, but there's something you can learn from everybody that leaves. Figure I would out. Say it's a mistake. Well, I mean, it, I mean, if you don't look at it as a mistake, you're probably not going to sit down and try to examine what could, what should I do better next time. That's what I just said. Well, I, I, it is, but I'm saying it's my thought. For me, I, I need to say I made a mistake to sit down and thoroughly say what can I do better. Yeah, well, I don't need to do that. I can just say, oh, yeah, I messed that up. <laughs> I messed that up, but that's not a mistake. No, no, because I'm an, I'm an optimist. You're negative. There you go. You're a pessimist. So. I am a glorious beacon of light. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what she said. I think, with that. I think Double has, is on to something here. I really believe that COVID has changed the mindset of a lot of workers. Maybe. I really believe that the, and every generation may say this, but I, I honestly see it, that the, the 16, 17, 18-year-olds that are out there now have far less work ethic. And some of that has to do with how they're trained when they come in to your establishment. You don't see people, but even at the, the places where beginning employment um, has in the past been, and, and I'll use McDonald's as an example. Um, McDonald's has had a very rigid training pro process from the very beginning. I've always thought that. And you never saw until COVID or anything similar to COVID, since that whole process and that, that age group has come in, even at McDonald's, you see people standing around on their phone, not be had breakfast at Wendy's this morning. And the little dude that waited on me, literally, I thought he... He would. He was so angry that I was standing in front of him. I no, mean, I agree. You know, it's a, it's a mindset, and that's on us as parents that we we did that. Uh, I we saw. That. Uh, well, what's the guy's name that does the dirty job? Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe was doing an interview yesterday, and he yeah, absolutely always on the phone. Um, Mike Rowe said, and I thought it was brilliant. And it's going to step on some toes. But guess what? If, if, if it does, then your toes need to be stepped on. He was in an interview today, and he said that you can call these snow, you know, snowflakes or whatever you want to call them that are having all these issues and are having trouble adjusting to the workforce and the way the needs are. But who do you think are the clouds that those snowflakes fell from? 
you got to look in the mirror for that and you got to fix it at home. You know, that's, yep. you know, that's what we do. With all that being said, you mentioned McDonald's. I've, I've got another example that I think is a little better and it's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A to me oh, has always gosh. had some of the best employees that you'll find. Uh, Still do. So Still do. My point is with all the problems you're talking about, and they're very real, don't disagree with anything you said. It still comes down more so to local management than it does anything else. And with Chick-fil-A, it's not just local as in this one establishment. It's everywhere. That chain does an incredibly good job of training their employees, of, yeah. of setting a high bar and demanding that they meet it. Because yeah. you, and making sure if they don't go meet to, it, they don't play around. You're out of there. They don't stay around. Like oh, and I asked one, of, I was in there, I had lunch there several months ago, and I was talking to one of the managers who was there every day, you know, retail, restaurants, you're there every day, uh, grocery, <laughs> you barely get a day off. And when you do, they're on the phone with you a thousand times. Um, but I asked him, I, I had really exceptional service from this very young lady. And I asked him, I was like, you know, I used to do management for a lot of years. And the first thing he asked me, do you like a job? And I was like, no, thanks. But um, I, I just wanted to know, I, I wanted to come say, hey, that young lady at the front did an amazing job, top to bottom customer service. And he's like, I was like, how do you get that consistency? Because I've never not had that here. Um, today it's her yesterday or whatever. It was a different person, right. same level. And he's like, you know, right in the interview and it may, we, we find out real quick um, whether a person is with us because we tell everybody as they come in, as they interview that we work for the glory of God. And if you're not in with that, you're probably not going to be in with us. <laughs> I just thought that was, you know, and regardless of how you feel about religion, what what part of it or whatever, if you were working towards something bigger than you are, for something better than you are or bigger than you are, that tends to make you work a little better. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't know what it is. And, uh, amazing you should say that. There's one other place that I can say that I've always had very good service. I'll be lobbying. Oh, I thought you were going to say my house because I'm, I'm a good. You ever cook. been there? Yeah. Another Christian-based organization. I don't know if that's it. I'm just saying I have had very good service every time I've been in Hobby Lobby. Here's the problem with Hobby Lobby. Every time I go to Hobby Lobby, I buy a new train set. I can't afford that. That's like 150 200 bucks every time I go in there because it's one of the few places that sell them year-round. Yeah. And, yeah. Sounds like a personal problem. I have a couple. <laughs> One of them is to your left, but uh, well, I'm just saying it, that's not something Hobby Lobby needs to work on. That's something hey, you Muhammad, probably need. Glad to work you're on. here. We are glad you're here. Um, yeah, you're right. Raise pay, raise prices. Uh, it is a vicious cycle, but we have to do as leaders whatever we can do to get the right people into your employment. Your business will thrive. If your employees have the right mindset, your employees are going to have the right mindset if they have the right leadership. That's not a hundred percent, but you very soon weed out the you very soon weed out the problems by attrition. I think anyway. So we have been twenty minutes, and we haven't even got to the first topic yet today. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? Uh, 
par for the course with us. <laughs> I'll let you go first. I know we discussed briefly over dinner that we have one similar topic, and you said that topic you had labeled oh. bring up before Jerry. So by well, all means, bring it up. <laughs> well, I don't really want to show that topic yet. I'll let you know. I'll let you talk because that, that's your bread and butter. It's top on my list. That is yeah, top on your list. It's like way on the bottom of mine. Oh, that's why you put bring up before Jerry <laughs> does <laughs> next to it. Um, but because I think we're going to spend a little time on it. But um, so the first thing I want to bring up is Disney this week. I feel has done the right thing. They have shown that they, you know, a lot of people, conservatives, have berated Disney for a lot of stuff. Me amongst them. Moral issues. I've got my hand raised. I'm one of those people. Uh, Moral issues, hidden messages in their cartoons, lots and lots of objectionable stuff. You know, just poor decisions. I don't like how they've uh, taken some of the best parts of star Wars and made it. I feel like it's very commercialized now. All of that to be said several years ago, when Johnny Depp was accused by his soon to be ex-wife, Amber Heard of spousal abuse. No, it's all done. Oh, you said soon to be ex. Uh, Well, at the time. Okay. Was soon to be ex. She tried every way in the world to defame and, and, say bad things and, and uh, hurt Johnny Depp at the court of law in court that came out not to be the case. But at the time, Disney said, Hey, we don't want this. We don't want to be a part of it. We've gotten ties with you. And they did. They fired him from a huge multi-billion dollar, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean was multi-billions at that point um, franchise. So this week they did the same thing. And this one is even a little bit bigger, I think, because this involves their Marvel franchise. Jonathan Majors, who was playing the big baddie for this whole new phase, next two phases of Marvel, um, was accused of beating, assaulting, verbally uh, texting, just a whole lot of bad stuff. Now, he says he has proof that he didn't do it all, but Disney says, uh, sorry, dude. Part of your contract says you can't have these issues and be part of this franchise, and they let him go. The number one bad guy that they had put a lot of eggs into that basket, they're going to recast. And I just got to say kudos to Disney for that because that does show consistency. You know, for the for our race base out there, you know, Johnny Depp was white. Jonathan Majors is a black guy. And didn't matter, and I appreciate that. And they just, you know, I feel that if you're going to be in a franchise involved that primarily young adults, children, and and you're going to have, you're going to fall under the umbrella of Disney, which is supposed to be good, wholesome, blah, 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 uh, that you need to tow the rope. And he didn't, and he's gone. You know, his, unfortunately for him, not only did Disney fire him, his agents fired him. His agent's uh, representing company fired him, and he's out there on his own right now. When that many people terminate their connection with you, there, oh, there no. must be a lot of evidence there. When you were first saying this, and I'm not familiar with the story, the first thing going through my mind was, what happened to due process? 
Are they not going to give him a chance to defend himself? Are they not? But I will say this. Anytime that many people agree to terminate their relationship with you, there must be a whole lot of evidence out that he was guilty. Yeah, even even not, you know, there may be due process. And if that comes out and, you know, Disney's reached out at Olive Branch even to uh, 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 Johnny Depp at this point and said, hey, we, you want to come back? We can work something out. You know, you've proven you weren't guilty. I think he's pretty much told him to go pound sand. So, um, too, if I were him. Yeah, but uh, I understand that. I get that. Um, you, this is a huge franchise. The Marvel mm-hmm. franchise is multi-billion dollar. It's the largest, by far the largest franchise in movie history, I would say. Uh, you might get Star Wars in there. You might get Harry Potter in there, but dollar for dollar, Marvel's where it's at. Um, I, I just can't see. I, I think they did the right thing. You know, that good for them. That brings down their namesake. That that brings down their their product. Just my thought. Good for them. Yeah. I think we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about Slovakia being tied for third place in downloads. Yeah. Yeah. They're still there. <laughs> we have no idea why. Number one, obviously, is the United States. Number two is United Kingdom. Fine. We get that. Number three, Canada. Yeah. I, I, I could get that. Australia. Sure. <laughs> but Slovakia. <laughs> but I remember when you first mentioned it. One of my first thoughts was these guys must be pretty smart individuals. <laughs> well, I read something today that proves that that's exactly the case. Oh. Uh, Slovakia has given Ukraine the remaining nine of the 13 MiG 29 fighter jets that they promised. So I'm sure you'll join me in saying kudos, congratulations. Very smart people. They've once again, the country of Slovakia has proven just how. Smart they are. You not agree? Really? <laughs> really? I want to say that the people who listen to Newsworthy in Slovakia are by far, they should be leadership, to be honest. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that initiated the giving the MiGs to Ukraine. No, I don't think so, because <laughs> if that were the case, then um, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that they would, well, unless they sit on the left side of the table. <laughs> that could be it, I guess, right? <laughs> you sit on the left side of our table. What? We got someone sw- looks at the table. Oh, you're on the left. we got to switch this around. Mm-mm. You just now realize you're on the left side. I'm on the wrong side. There ain't no left side over here. I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> but you know, that's you know, if they promise the the equipment to Ukraine, by all means. Um, I haven't talked about Ukraine for a long time because I know it. Blo- you, you and I just disagree. And, uh, it's not that we disagree that much. You feel very vehement that we should not give them any help, and I'm not for sure what help we should give them. I just don't think we should leave them floundering by themselves. Uh, they wouldn't be a floundering. Um, I would really, really like to get General or uh, Major Douglas MacArthur on here and just have him talk through some stuff. I watched probably going to be a little difficult. Not that Douglas MacArthur. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I just, I feel like Ukraine, um, 
it's just really hard for me to help one of the most corrupt countries in the in the entire world. I, I, You're basing that upon what? What everyone you in the mentioned. world says that. No, no, Steve. Every nation on the face of this earth that's not that is not communist China. is helping Ukraine. So I when just, you turn around and try to say that they are the most corrupt on the earth, every, every nation. nation is saying that you're 100 percent incorrect. Not every nation. Uh, as a part of our document dumped last week, that was discovered some of our own allies are helping Russia with our weapons. So our weapons are killing our other weapons in Ukraine. None of our major allies are helping Russia. Egypt? That's e- Egypt is not a huge ally of ours. I wouldn't say no. by any stretch of imagination. Okay. You would? I mean, they're one of the calmer Middle Eastern countries. Absolutely. That doesn't make them one of our better allies. <laughs> that makes us less of an enemy. It makes them, yes, it makes them less of an enemy, but it doesn't make them a great ally. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm not prepared today. I didn't get anything for Ukraine, but... Uh, uh, and it's not that I don't think we should not help them. I just think that the help we give them should be very specific. It should be approved, and and it should not be something that's going. As an example, there was a report circulating just yesterday that if something happened major, we may not have enough ammunition to go into a full-scale war because we've given so much to Ukraine. That's the exact opposite of everything that I've heard. Well, everything that I've heard is that we were heard given that yesterday. And from I'll, who? I'll, I'll, I'll try to find the size for, for you. I don't have it in front of me. I told you I wasn't prepared. But Every military that. expert that I have seen weigh in on the subject, United States military expert, has backed 100% the United States help in Ukraine. And that's coming from United States military leaders. Okay. So I don't know who this report came from that you're referring to, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. I just, I just, I just really, here's, here's where my trust issues come in. I don't trust much that comes out from anybody, especially since (laughs) Joe Biden in Ireland. Did you hear his gaffe? No. Oh my gosh. This I've never been more embarrassed for a president, for a president, and by our president than I can think I've ever done. Okay. He says in a speech with the Irish prime minister, whatever he is, and he said, you know, if Ireland says they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes, and we're like that in America. If we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Unless you're one of the select few. <laughs> what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyhow, sorry. Mentioned about Off your, on a tangent. You mentioned about where your distrust comes in. I'll tell you where my distrust comes in. Russia. Putin. That's where my distrust comes in. Okay. With anything they say or do. Sure. I don't agree with that. But yet, so I, I try to make sure that what I'm saying is not helping Russia. There's nothing that I'm saying that is legitimately helping Russia. Everything, legitimately, everything I've heard you say about Ukraine, if Putin were to write a script for what he was wanting United States civilians to say, you're reading the script, literally. <laughs> Proven facts, see? There's a couple of reports that come out about 
everything that Russia has done on social media channels, trying to influence public opinion on the Ukraine war, especially since the um, train derailment in Palestine, Ohio. And a lot, most of everything that I read that these pro-Russian people trying to influence Americans' thinking or ideology concerning the, the Russia-Ukraine war is the exact same things that you say. Why are we helping Ukraine? Look at all the things that are wrong in America and we could be helping here. So, yeah, that's where my distrust comes in, Russia. Whose turn is it anyway? Your turn. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. I think Slovakia and Ukraine war that I brought up was the last topic. Oh, covered. maybe it was. I'm sorry. Here's. <laughs> well, I am going to change it up a little bit because uh, politics and politics sometimes bore me. Not really. I'm a political junkie. We know that. Um, but I am going to bring up the NFL for a second. Um, Josh Allen, uh, got two Buffalo Bills stories. Uh, both of them are good stories, feel good stories. And I hope that, uh, our, our, our fans will allow us just a second. First of all, Josh Allen out of Wyoming has, has been one of the best, uh, quarterbacks since being drafted by far, hands down. And if anybody disagrees, I mean, he's not the best, but he's one of the best. Sure. Um, and he gets that way because he does. He's got a rocket, just an absolute cannon of an arm, and he uses his legs. And he's a big dude, 6'4", 240, 250. Very hard to bring You down. know, he's a big dude. He's not like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a very small guy in stature. He's very lean. He's wiry. But he, they have very similar games. Josh Allen has the better, I think, overall arm. Jackson by far has the better overall legs, but in a news conference just the other day, um, Josh Allen was looking around the league and he's like, you know, in the off season, my biggest, you know, everybody's working on something. My biggest work on is not using my legs. Um, if I want to stick around this league, I know how dangerous it is. Once you get out of the pocket, if I want to stay here and play for 10, 20 years, you know, 10, 12 years, like the greats, um, I can't do all this running. And I thought that was a very self-aware thing for him to say. It just shows his football IQ because running quarterbacks simply do not stick around. They don't stick around. They don't last. They get beat up, beat down, and, and get spit out. So very glad to hear him say that. Also, Buffalo Bills fans, um, yesterday, DeMar Hamlin has been cleared to play football nice. by his doctors. Um, DeMar Hamlin, for those of you that aren't aware, is the guy that played the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, uh, made an awesome tackle, and then stood up and immediately, immediately collapsed with a heart attack. Um, and it was – I'm not even going to try to say the term, but it it's something that, believe it or not, they say a lot of cricket players get it, more, more so than anybody else because of the type of contact, I guess, that they have. It was a perfect hit at the perfect time, at the perfect situation to cause him to go into cardiac arrest. And because of the staff, you know, the training staff of the Bengals saved that man's life. Uh, but long story short, he's had a long road and he is clear for football. So kudos to him and I hope to see him back on the field. I know if I'm the coach, I was thinking if I'm Sean McDermott, how do I handle that? 
you know, you've seen this man almost die on the football field and now he wants to play again. I And I kind of come down on the field where I look at look at him and say, are you ready? And if he says, yeah, get your butt in there. Let's well, do it. It starts with the doctors. The doctors yeah. have to medically clear him. And at that point, yeah. You talk about a motivation for the team. Oh, yeah. To have this guy that, who at the time, it wasn't just that he collapsed with a heart attack. They didn't know if this guy was going to live to the next day. So it was day to day for a short time period. And then it was, you know, the question pretty quickly began, okay, we think he's going to make it. Is there any chance, any chance he'll ever be able to play football again? And now a few short months later, he's ready to join the team. Absolutely awesome. Yep. So I thought that was really good. And and again, hey, William, glad here, man. Um, I, I just feel like that's such good news and so exciting. And I'm glad to have him back. And I love it when these when, when these young men and I, I, we, we're old enough we can call them young men. I, that, I never thought I'd they get to us. that point. But when these young men realize, hey, if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to last long in this league. So kudos to him for coming back and kudos to Josh Allen for looking out for his team. They just signed him to like a stupid million, hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, mercy. Uh, Mercy me. So that's what I got. Well, next on my list, I've got a song recommendation. Ooh, can I sing it on air? Yes, you can. Ooh, because we got that if you will. I'll look it up and give you the lyrics. You a James Blunt fan? A who? James Blunt. Don't know who that is. Is it James smoking a blunt, or is no. it just James Blunt? Name's James Blunt. <laughs> uh, do me a favor while I'm saying this. Google. You ready? Yeah. Tab. Monsters is the name of the song by James Blunt. B O U N T. And just type in the lyrics. Okay. You're more than welcome to sing it. By the way, I'm sure many of you guys out there, not like Steve and I, and you're much better acquainted with good music. He released this in 2019, I believe. All right, I got the lyrics. Uh, what am I looking for? One of the most beautiful songs that I've ever heard. It, it's a song sung, sung from a son to his father. I heard about it because an American Idol contestant sang it a few weeks ago. A big, heavy set Hawaiian boy. His name is M. Tongi. Uh, I would have never tried to say that word. Well, the first name is <laughs> I am. And I looked at it and said, I am. I'm. And no, it's M. And his last name is T O N G I. Tongi, and uh, he did an absolutely fantastic job with it. And after that, uh, I decided to try to find the original, and I did, and he did an even better job of it. The the name of the song is Monsters. Uh, Oh, bless you. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. The history behind the song, James Blunt wrote the song for his father, who had always preached to his family to be organ donors, and himself was a kidney donor. Uh, potential kidney donor. He'd signed up to be a kidney donor when he found out that he had stage four cancer of the kidney and he was dying and his son wrote this song. And when James Blunt did the music video for this song, he's sitting at a table. There, There are three verses of the song. The first two verses, he's sitting at a table looking into the camera two or three feet away. The last verse, they pan out and his father's be singing this song to his father. An absolutely fantastic song. So, yeah, you've looked at the lyrics and you can get an idea of what the song is about. And 
So it, I'm not awesome singing song. this song. I sing positive, upbeating. And, this is very positive. And, no, no, I, first, I, it is. It, I mean, it's sad from the sense that it's sung to kind of like a goodbye. But you talk about a huge tribute to yeah, his beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. obvious this man is his world's greatest hero. Yeah, that, that's who it is. So. Looking for a good song? I would highly recommend "Monsters" by James Blunt. Um, I like that. Where Where in the world did you come up with that? <laughs> um, don't re- it started with some American Idol? Oh, gotcha. Audition gotcha. song that I was looking at. And- you did just say that. Yeah, I wasn't not listening to you. I promise. That's where it came from with me. Interesting, interesting. So, you ready to do an ad for USA Mortgage? Let's do an Let's ad do. for USA Mortgage because those people are awesome. The mortgage market changes often, so it's important to have your mortgage professionally managed. Edlock with USA Mortgage offers great personalized customer service with more customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home, he can be the driver that gets you there. Why don't you call Ed at 502-680, excuse me, 0983. That's 502-680-0983 and find out how to get approved. The NMLS ID is 448908-Acquisition Properties, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and commitments apply. USA Mortgage is an equal opportunity lender. Yeah. And again, I just want to say... USA Mortgage absolutely just renewed it to be our primary sponsor for another uh, whole quarter. We just appreciate the heck out of them. I work with Ed on a personal basis. Um, he's like me, works all the way from di- night or daylight till dark. So uh, if you're in the mo- in the market for a home mortgage or a refinance, give Ed a call or text him. Either way, he'll call you back. So what do you got for us next? So. Jerry, I want to I want to pull up a, an article I saw in Forbes magazine today, um, and the reason I want to pull up an article in Forbes magazine is because apparently um, uh, the bottom of the Pacific Ocean has sprung a leak. Really? Yeah. I wonder how this was determined. The huge um, whirlpool. No, it's not that kind of leak, unfortunately. In fact, it would be better if it were that kind of leak. What happened is, apparently, uh, and I'm looking up the story here just because I want to get it right for you guys, but apparently in between tectonic plates, there is a, a, it's a type, it's not oil, but it's a kind of lubricant that keeps these plates sliding back and forth. Okay. KY jelly? It's KY jelly. Okay. We'll call it that. We'll just go with it. So this KY jelly of the lube of of the The tectonic plates um, prevents them from locking up. And when they lock up is when bad things start to happen. So the leak at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean isn't actually water draining out. It's this fluid draining in. And they think that if that continues, 
um, that that is going to cause two of the biggest tectonic plates next to our country to lock within the next few years. That's how important this stuff is. If that happens, that's when your big massive earthquake happens because they get locked. They start building pressure as they start joining together. You can't release. And then boom. Pressure, right? Exactly. In fact, two of the last two uh, uh, earthquakes that happened, the 9.5 earthquake in Chile in 1960 and the 9.2 earthquake that happened up in Alaska back in 1939 were both the result of this type of action. So um, it's very concerning because this particular um, lock and breach of this fluid, whatever, KY jelly, <laughs> is right off the coast of Seattle and Vancouver. Um, and it's projected that if something were to happen anywhere above a seven level event in that area, millions of people would lose their lives. It would be probably uh, the way that the report read the most disastrous national or uh, natural disaster in all of the United States in history because Jeez, of the number of lives lost. So that Truly is scary. Yeah. Absolutely scary. You know, you and I have talked about a lot of things that we don't like in this country, things that we think has to improve, not just things that, you know, would be nice, things that should improve, things we believe has to improve. Uh, but sometimes with that being said, I'm not saying that's not true. We believe it's true. But sometimes it's necessary to put things in perspective. Yesterday, I read an article that did that for me. Let me. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to let you know a little bit more about this. Sure. Um, and, and then we'll get away from it. So the KY jelly, the main chemical, it, it's chemically distinct, and it's 16 degrees warmer than the water around it. That's how they track, and that's how they find oh, these leaks, through thermal imaging. Um, usually it can go up to three to 500, but that's if it's coming very deep, and that's usually a, a very bad warning sign. Usually it can do what now? If, if it gets to, it can get up to 300 to 500 degrees Fahrenheit. And if they can measure that, that is a very bad warning sign. That means it's coming Not up sure. from the, very deep. Um, so this leak is on what they call Piethas Oasis after the Greek Oracle. And it's on a 600 mile Canadian, what they call a subduction zone fault. Um, 600 miles would be affected instantly it, the the earthquake that was very similar to this that happened in alaska was on a very 250 mile fault and it lasted for four and a half minutes and it actually wiped out two whole civilizations <laughs> so these are really big deals um, how close to shore is it uh, or part of it 600 miles long part of it probably runs underneath well, the shore, how close it is to shore really doesn't matter when it's that intense. What matters actually is if it's further away from the shore, you would think that'd be a good thing, right? Wrong. Because what happens that with the earthquakes that happen out in the ocean is they generate tsunamis. Right. And the tsunamis, the further away, the more time they have to grow. Um, and the again, back to the one in Alaska, it was felt over 750 miles away because of the tsunami. Uh, 
that's how far away the warnings and stuff went out. Um, Scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. So two of the recorded history's biggest earthquakes were direct result, they believe, of this fluid leaking. <laughs> so just something to keep in mind. I think that things like that are like... Uh, Anything we can do at all to no. alleviate, offset, prevent? No, we're good people. I mean, you know, people are good, but uh, hey, Mary Ellen, glad you're here. Um, you know, people are 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 smart. We're intelligent. We can develop AI that's going to outsmart us in some days, but sometimes Mother Nature just doesn't want any part of most us. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most. Of She's time. a lot bigger than we are. And not only most of the time, I would say always, eventually, Mother Nature's <laughs> going to have her way. You like my neighbors out there? Some nice bikes going by. No, no, they're out. Listen, I just want to go ahead and throw it out there because outside of our studio, I have a neighbor across the street, him and all his buddies. This is what they do. Now, before I say this, let me preface it by saying I ride motorcycles all the time. If it's pretty, I'm on two wheels. But these guys will literally sit out across the street. And they will sit out there and have conversations while their motorcycles are just running. And during the conversation, so like me and you are having a conversation, they will rev up their motorcycle. And then I've seen them do this, say, what? <laughs> You're an yep. idiot. Um, I don't know how much money they waste in gas just sitting out there revving their motorcycles. And they're not even going anywhere. <laughs> they're just, they're not even sitting on the motorcycle. Don't you love going through tunnels? Oh, the guys on the Harleys. Sure, my bikes sound good in them tunnels. <laughs> and I ride jack bikes. Nothing sounds as good as a Harley, though. Oh, no. The tunnels. No, they're good. But yeah, during the podcast, though, if you hear the revving, it's not my bikes, I promise you. Yeah. So back to what you were doing, Jerry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. We're talking about sometimes things happen no no matter what problems we've got and we certainly got a lot here in america but sometimes it gets put in perspective yesterday i saw an article that a russian court convicted vladimir kara mirza jr of treason and he was given 25 years in prison his crime he publicly denounced moscow's war in ukraine that, that's it that's all he did publicly denounced the war said he didn't agree with it. He thinks that they shouldn't be invading Ukraine. 25 years. Speaking of invading, ugh. What? She <laughs> knows she's always welcoming you. No, no, she's not. Not ever. <laughs> the cat just come in to visit us. Anyway, this is just part of the Kremlin's relentless recent crackdown on critics of the invasion, so... Yeah, it reminds me of the girl that we still want to talk to from South Africa that we uh, ran into and we were talking about some of the problems in America and she starts talking about the corruption in her country. We have so many things to be thankful for. And, yep. And uh, so far, you're right. We still have the ability to go out and do whatever and say whatever we want to do in protest. You said so far as... You sound like you believe that may be coming I, to an I, end. I, I believe that that my, my my hero Ronald Reagan had it right. We're only one generation, two generations, most at any given time from tyranny. I believe. I don't that. agree. I don't agree. There, there were things in the last few years that has happened to 
give a serious doubt, but uh, our Constitution itself, and it takes a lot to change our Constitution. Our Constitution has a lot of safeguards built into it. Uh, our system has a lot of safeguards built into it to hopefully prevent these things from happening. And absolutely, you know, I don't care whether it's Black Lives Movement protest. I don't care if it's uh, Trump supporters protesting what they believe was, you know, him losing his election. The right to protest is built into the American system. This country was started on protest. And yeah, we say, and there's a lot of truth to the fact that we're talking about peaceful protest and it shouldn't be damaging property of others. And I believe that. I absolutely believe that. And if you do go beyond that line, then you should be held accountable. Yeah, if you damage somebody's stuff, you first of all You're right. Let you, me let me say something. Lucky you know, that, hold on. Okay. Let, me, let me finish this. Look how America was founded. I know. What was the first protest that we read about in school? Boston Tea Party. And was it their tea that they were pitching overboard and destroying? Nope. No. So I, my point You're is love, simply that we right. this this country was founded on protests. We need to keep that in mind. Even when it's protests we don't agree with, we need to keep that in mind. You're going to love the new shirt I got on the way. What's that? It's got a picture of George Washington on the back, and it says, me and my homies would be stacking bodies by now. <laughs> Maybe. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about today and we say is so horrible and so terrible. And you look at the history of our country, and it was pretty freaking commonplace back then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We shouldn't lose sight of that either. Now, did you go in? Have you cut? You haven't covered it yet. No. You haven't done it yet. No. Well, I'm going to bring it up because I want to get it out of the way. I got some good news for the end of the show. Okay. Great news. This is good news. I got even better news. Okay. Rocky Raccoon is back with us tonight. Welcome back, bud. Welcome back. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Jerry. If y'all read the topic or the headline, Disney did good, and Jerry was right. Finally. So about Disney? No. Saying no, about Disney. no, you didn't say anything about Disney. Oh, just it's, right in general? I thought everyone knew that. <laughs> Whatever. Um so Fox had a settlement they they had a trial date set um and lawsuit with a law site with dominion the voting machines blah 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 um and right before (laughs) you're so enthused about it aren't you i hate this i'm only bringing it up because i have to admit that you were right for a minute and it I, i am man enough to say hey i'm wrong okay so there you go so instead of going through the trial and going through the whole thing, Fox settled out of court with Dominion uh, voting machines. Not only did they settle with them out of court, they overcompensated. It was like a little skinny guy driving his daddy's truck with the big chrome rims. They so overcompensated with this. Which makes you ask the question, why? Yeah. You're and, talking about in the amount. Yes. The in the right? amount. That's why you Absolutely. think they overpaid. Yeah, way overpaid. But well, the question is, why? Why do you think they would intentionally pay $787 million? They weren't ordered to pay this. Nope. They voluntarily agreed to pay $787 million. Okay, if you'll hush, I'll tell you why. Please, good Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you recording? It's, the okay. podcast is recording. Okay. 
they paid that, Jerry, because you were right. About what? I'm not saying everything. <laughs> Say so, another word. I've heard about everything. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, and, and the reason I even bring it up is I respect I, a lot of people don't like Bill O'Reilly. He's kind of a he likes to call people pinheads, but he's kind of a pinhead. You know, he's he's oh, it's my way or the highway, blah 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 blah. But you know, he's he's predicting that this is going to put Fox very down. Down there with the MSNB, MSNBC as far as total viewership. No. Um, see, this is why she's not allowed. All yeah, right, sorry, my I'm cat's exploring. exploring places in my room, in my uh, the studio and office here. That she ain't supposed to be. Anywho, so what do you what are your takes, Jerry? Why why do you think that they and I, I don't spend a whole we ain't got a whole lot of time to spend on it. But. Well, first of all, when you're talking about me being right, I've said for a long time that they were going to win, that they were going to win big, and they did. Yes, they, yes, they, they won did. big because the facts were there from day one. What Fox was saying wasn't true. During discovery for this trial, it came out that Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram and everyone, Rupert Murdoch, all of them, knew that what they were saying wasn't true. They knew that the evidence didn't lead to this, and that's what killed them in trial more so than anything. It didn't go to trial, but it, during discovery, with all the emails that came out, it was obvious that every single one of these guys knew what they were saying on a nightly basis wasn't true, and yet they continued to come out and to question the core of our democracy, election results, because if you don't believe in that, then you don't believe in democracy. Elections are the very basis, the very core of a democracy and what Trump and Fox backed him up by saying for months after months was that the election was stolen from Trump, that he didn't lose, that he in fact had won. So yeah, they had their day in court and before it actually came to the trial, it was obvious that Fox knew that they were going to lose and lose huge. So they paid $787 million to settle. And Fox had to issue a statement saying that they had knowingly lied. Now, what one of the biggest reasons that they decided to settle from everything that I've read is due to the settlement, not a single one of the TV personalities have to go on air and say a word about it. They don't have to admit they were wrong. They don't have to say we lied. They don't have to say we're going to do better. They get to pretend that nothing happened. So I think Bill O'Reilly's wrong. I don't think that it's going to severely hurt their viewership for one big reason. They have no competition. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. Well, I mean, a lot of money. It is a lot of money. According to their statements they issued last fiscal year, you know what their cash on hand was? $4 billion. Oh, well, hey, $4 billion cash on hand. Do you know the value of the company? Mm-mm. $16 billion. Wow. That's so awesome. they lost $787 million. It's a lot of money. It's the biggest lawsuit, biggest settlement ever for a media company. And they're also facing a bigger one against Smartronic. This lawsuit was initially $1.6 billion. Smartronics is $2 billion. Do you think they're going to settle that one as well? Absolutely. Or do you think so? Do you remember several years ago when Fox News got caught up in that uh, phone hacking deal with the British people? No. They were hacking phones and of celebrities and politicians. They lost several, I think it's two or three hundred million dollars in that one. They have a history of this. They settled out of court. Mm. 
they, they just do. They don't want to have to have, you know, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity to go on air and say, we screwed up. We lost. We lied. We knew we were lying. That doesn't go well with their audience. So they will pay huge money. And, and trust me, they have the ability to pay it due to their net worth, due to the cash on hand. Sure. And as I said a minute ago, they have no competition. As far as conservative media companies, you've got own oh, One America News Network. You've got, uh, what's that other one? News something. What the hell is it? Newsmax. Yeah, Newsmax. Both of those added together are a drop in the bucket compared to Fox. Yeah. They have no competition on the conservative side. So when you talk about losing viewership, lose it to who? Fox viewers are not going to suddenly start watching CNN. They're not going to start okay. watching MSNBC. There's no one for them to lose it to. Okay. So I've done the deed. I've claimed that you're right. All that good jazz. So let me ask you something. Have you ever been to Serbia? Never have. Okay. Never had a desire to. Really? Yeah. Not Serbia. Slovakia? Yeah, they've impressed me. They've got some smart people in Slovakia. (laughs) Well, here's one more reason not to go to Serbia. Okay. This is what I would put into the category of um, an urban legend, an urban myth. However, there is video out there, and you can Google it. I would encourage all of you to Google it. Um, There is a dancing woman in Serbia. Dancing woman? Just one? Just one. Okay. And if you videotape her dancing, that's fine. But if you do anything to interrupt her dance, you call out to her. You, you, <clears throat> you know, whatever. So no, no. Huh? She apparently chases you with a knife. Okay. <laughs> and it's happened several times. It's been caught on video. So is this real? A. And B, if it is, why ain't nobody put this woman down yet? <laughs> kind of crazy. Scared of her. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Well, first of all, there's only one dancing woman in the country. So they're scared <laughs> as hell to see someone dancing to begin with. She's, actually she's a good dancer. She got a good dancer. Okay. She got the little, she got the like a river dance motion going on. She got it going on, huh? Yeah, I mean, for a, a old Serbian lady who's dancing, <laughs> she's good. So, Jerry, can I get to the good news? You, by all means, please do. I, did you have good news too? Everything I covered is good news. Okay, yeah, right. Um, okay, so here's the good news. What's that? And a lot of people may not agree, but this is our show, so I get to make it up. <laughs> So it was announced just today that mid-May, Wendy's is bringing back the Strawberry Frosty. Woohoo! Go, Wendy's! Go, Wendy's! Go, Wendy's! Isn't that great news, Jerry? If you say so. Have you never had one? I have. You didn't like the Strawberry Frosty? It's it's aight. Compared to the vanilla? I have long said if I had to pick one ice cream flavor to go to, and that's all you can have, and you can never change your mind, one flavor for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, you'd probably pick vanilla. Absolutely. Do you know yeah. why? Because I can, can take vanilla to... and make chocolate. I can yeah. take vanilla and make strawberry. I can yeah, make whatever. That isn't you can't the situation. Do that with the, uh, you can't do that with strawberry. You can't turn that, strawberry into chocolate. This isn't the situation. No, there's lots of flavors. <laughs> Dip your little spoon in 32 flavors at Baskin 31. Robbins. 31 flavors at Baskin Robbins. You good. But at Wendy's, 
in the summer, it's happy time it's when they have good, strong huh? straw. Yeah, I'm gonna be first in line oh, with my little free. You. Listen, I bought one of those little two dollar keychain things. I get free frosties for a year. Okay. Now they're like this big. They're like half a spoonful, but that's okay. I can get six of them. When did, <laughs> when did you get it? Huh? When January when they put them out. Oh, okay. oh no, they put them out right before Christmas, I think. For the so next it's good year. for most of the year. Though. Yeah. Yeah, two bucks. It, it's a fundraiser they do. I think it goes to St. Jude's or one of those places. Gotcha. You know, but well, Wendy's, I'm happy for you. I'm very happy. I'm excited. I'm you got anything else, you. Jerry? Anything and, exciting uh, and wonderful? Yes. What? In celebration of your good news, when I leave here tonight, yeah. I'm going to Wendy's to get a vanilla frosty before they're gone. Oh, just say. Well, if you are, you, are you going to drive back by my house? Because I'll take a, I'll take a vanilla. Oh, okay. So vanilla's not that bad, huh? No, no, it's I not. See. It's not that bad. I enjoy it, but it's not strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have some strawberry syrup in there? I don't need it. You don't need it or eat it? No, I don't need it because vanilla's okay. We don't need okay. any of it. But, but strawberry's listen, the greatest listen, thing on earth, right? Listen, listen. So, listen, listen, Linda. Okay. Listen, so, listen, Linda. Have you of ever the, saw that TikTok? Of the, the big three. I don't watch TikToks. You watch ones I send. So here's the thing. Of what? the three big burger chains, okay, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, my redheaded mistress is kicking ass. She doesn't make a bad frosty. I've that. I, I far prefer Wendy's to any of those. Yes. So she doesn't make a bad frosty. It's so, chili. Good uh, chili. Yeah, it's not bad. And... So good vanilla's chili. good, chocolate's we're talking frosty, Jerry. Frosty. Frosties. We're gonna teach you how to make milkshakes at home. Oh a frosty's how dare you confuse a frosty <laughs> with a milkshake? <laughs> there is a difference. I said they're the same thing. Oh. I said what I said. On that note, if you can't be the light, see the light. Thank you. Guys, we appreciate you. You have an amazing evening. Also, Jerry, real quick before we yes. leave. How does people reach us? They have a couple of options. They can email us at newsworthy with Stephen Jerry at gmail.com. They can text us at area code 540-709-1318. Guys, have an amazing rest of your week.